Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. You're in for a special show today. We're going to be talking about mortgage notes, flipping mortgage notes. Yes, even wholesaling mortgage notes. And I'm excited about this podcast and uh, got something that uh, is pretty cool to talk about at the very beginning that our guests were just telling me about that uh, kind of I thought was real cool. So we'll get that in a minute. I'm glad you guys are here. If you want to leave us a review and you have not done so before, please go to iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, wherever you listen to this podcast, and leave us a review. And review. Just, just look for Real Estate Investing Mastery. Leave us a review. And also, we have a bunch of cool stuff at our website, realestateinvestingmastery.com. You can get the Wholesaling 101 Mind Map. Make sure you check that out if you haven't yet. And you can get all of our show notes. And we're going to be giving you a bunch of really good links and resources here on this podcast. And you can get all of that in the show notes. So head on over to realestateinvestingmastery.com. I want to jump right in. We have two special guests here, Rick Allen and TJ Osterman. And uh, they're from a company, Paperstack. Is that right? The name of the website, guys? Yeah, yeah Paperstack. Um, it's P-A-P-E-R-S-T-A-C. There's no K. Good. Uh, um, yeah. So we are, we're from Paperstack and also... Um, Cloud Capital Management is our uh, our capital management fund where we do a lot of our investing. Nice. So I'm excited about this interview because if I were to be completely honest, notes intimidate me because <laughs> I've like I've gone through classes from Eddie Speed, a mutual friend of ours, and I'm just like, what? It goes over my head, but I know it's much more simpler than that. And I'm getting in my own way and I'm complicating it more than it needs to be. And and so I'm looking forward to this interview because I want to talk with you guys about it. And you guys surprised me just a few minutes ago before we started recording. You told me that you were in one a, a special class I did for Eddie Speed's students on automation and systems and things like that. And how long ago was that? Oh, man, it must have been four or five years ago. Yeah, it was It was five years ago. Five years ago. And in, in, I remember it was in, it was in Dallas. We were at the I think it was a Dallas uh, Marriott. Yes. And one of the, we did a deal of the deal of the year and came in second place. And one of the things we won was your automation course. Yes. And I, TJ and I have, you know, uh, just talking about it, a hundred percent think that what we learn through using virtual assistants and automations and systems and, you know, it has changed the trajectory of our success and really, it put some jet fuel in it and it really opened our eyes and how to not always do everything yourself and start handing off and taking that sort of, you know, four hour work week approach to it where you can just start handing stuff off and start really taking back your time and your life. And it has helped us tremendously. I would, and this is TJ. I would say, Joe, that that was like Rick said very, very nicely that that was um, a huge, huge catalyst for wow. how actually started to manage our business moving forward and you did such a well job a great job with it and it was uh it was exciting and i you know we're both sponges but we really appreciate the time that you took and all the secrets you shared with all the websites that you were telling us what to use and, and it was unbelievable it was I, I, I was like i didn't even know this stuff existed we were brick and mortar real estate investors buying and selling houses and 
you know, to scale, we, we weren't doing anything outside our backyard. And, um, and we were going, man, in the mortgage note industry, you need to be able to spread your wings across the country to, 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 to compete. And we wanted to be serious in it. And yeah. we, we just wanted to thank you for that, Joe. Yeah. I, can't, I, I am, I am grinning ear to ear. I'm so happy to hear that. Cause I remember traveling all the way down there to speak at Eddie Speed's event. I mean, Eddie and I are friends, but like, this is when we first met and he's this giant guru and just a really smart guy, real successful. And I wanted to impress Eddie. So I poured my heart and soul into that class at the live event that you had. And then also I did a follow-up like four or five week session. And uh, man, I, I heard <laughs> I heard uh, more complaints than compliments from people just saying it was too overwhelming. Like I, oh, I think I understood. And I know that that that's sort of the market that he has, but I, I think if, if you're not, if you're not putting this course out there and if anybody, if any of your listeners are listening and they haven't taken the course, I would a hundred percent in any, any sort of business, I would do it because it'll, it'll help you revolutionize your business. I can't believe that nobody said no. like more or less that it kind of fell on deaf ears or crickets. I, I guess, you know, right time, right place, you yeah. know, five years ago, like just like FinTech, the word financial technology, people were like, uh, what does that even mean? Oxymoron. And that's, and that's still like uh, something that people, yeah, it's an oxymoron. That's funny. And, uh, and I guess, you know, it's starting to resonate, I think, a little bit more now as the interfaces become a little bit more user friendly yeah. for, for, you know, mom and pop shops and, and smaller investors. Um, they're starting to recognize this. But, yeah, we were kind of ahead of the curve and we took took your info and we had virtual assistants. We still utilize we still Fiverr and Fiverr, WebMerge. We still run a large part of our business off the automation that we learned back then. So we did, we did the four to four week class and it was, I think he showed us web, web, the whole web, uh, merge, Zapier, Zapier. Yeah. Just everything. And it was That's crazy. Uh, and I think, did you, did you drop, did you drop four hour work week? Did you mention that to Tim Ferriss? I'm sure I did. Um, yeah, I, th I thought you did. It's a, it's a book that I kind of got me started with the whole virtual assistant thing back in 2008, 2009. And, yeah. uh, but man, that's so cool to hear. And, and, uh, just looking at what you guys did with paperstack.com, I was looking at your website earlier in the video. That's pretty amazing. And we'll get into that and talk about that, but man, I appreciate those compliments. I mean, that really makes me feel good. I'm like, I get so excited. Like, you know, we still do deals and that's cool. I like the, I like the, the checks and the money that we get from doing deals. But what really gets me excited is seeing the impact that doing a podcast or creating a course or traveling and teaching can have an in on people in their businesses. And um, man, that just makes my day. Yeah, I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry we didn't reach out sooner and give you some you better feedback. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's just crazy. It's, We've done so many podcasts now since then, and like you're always kind of like ring up is like, wow, Joe McCall. We know Joe McCall. As soon as the big uh, business dev guy Brett reached out and he said, "Hey, I got you guys on uh, someone named Joe McCall," I, I, I immediately remember who you are, and I remember you standing on a bridge in Prague with your family. And I'll never forget that picture. And I was like, wow, that's what you can do by business automation. Awesome. And I, he can run his business from anywhere. Yeah, just working smart. Man. Yeah, it was, yeah. so it was, it was good. Yeah, awesome. Sure. Well, thanks guys. All right. All right. All right. Um, now that my ego is checks in the mail, right, Joe? You know, <laughs> send us the check for that. No. <laughs> yeah. I need to like bring my ego down a little bit, yeah. but I uh, appreciate that. So listen, let's talk about notes. Cool. You know, I remember being at that event and I've heard Eddie Speed talk about notes before. 
And uh, I'm just like, wow. I, so let's start from the basics. Uh, what is a note? Can we do that? Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Right, good. You know, at basically at its core, whenever somebody goes to buy a house, unless they have cash, which most people don't, they need to get somebody else's cash, and that's usually from a bank. And when a bank does it, it's basically they're going to give you the cash, and it's an IOU, and that's called the note. And it's a mortgage note, and that's what you know. It's basically like a check. Uh-huh. They gave you a check, and they're saying we're giving you this check, and then you're going to agree to pay us X amount of dollars until it's paid off. And if you don't, we're going to have the ability to take the house back. And they do with something called the mortgage. The mortgage is basically, you know, the note. And the, when I got into this, I didn't realize that the note and the mortgage were two different things. Huh. Yeah. That, and that note is basically just giving the breakdown of what you're paying back. So I borrowed a hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to pay it back at 5% interest over 30 years. It's going to be amortized. Yeah. And what the note is actually doing. And then that mortgage is basically just wrapping that note around and securitizing it against the house. It connects that debt to a hard asset, like a piece of real estate. And that's when we are saying investing in mortgage notes, that's where we're allowed to just buy the note, the debt at that moment. And then that mortgage is what when we're able to try to, you know, let's say, for instance, we have to foreclose mm-hmm. on, the, on the mortgage. Right, right. That mortgage right there allows us in a court of law to say, hey, here's the note. This is what they promised to pay us. They did it. And here's what they're putting in as, as collateral. And so this is what we're putting the foreclosure suit against to get that um, money back out. So the note, simple terms, is what you're paying it's, back. Yeah, it's the IOU and then the, the, the mortgage. mortgage kind of it a, just says here, if you don't pay us back, then we're going to take this house. Over. It, it, it's the instrument that ties that note to what it's uh, what the security of that of that collateral is at home. Very good. That's a great definition. I like how you explained it there. All right. So talk about how you guys got started. What were you doing before you got into notes? And I, as a follow-up to that, I want to ask you guys, like, why notes? Like, why not just buy and sell houses or be landlords and rent homes or do regular traditional wholesaling, et cetera? So what were you guys doing before you got into notes? So TJ and I have been working together for over, over I guess it's coming up on 15 years, I something was, like that. I say 15 years. And we were um, originally got started as, you know, with a nationwide wholesale firm. That, that had in-house financing, hard money. You know, they had 25 offices or something like that around the country. And so he and I started, that's where we kind of started there and dipping our toe into really, um, we had been investing in real estate individually, but at that point, you know, sort of working for a company and getting into the finance world, learning how to originate, you know, hard money loans, seeing both sides of the business. And in about, I guess in 2008, when the market started to, Take a dipsy do. We had uh, we left that company and started our own our own shop, and we did about four hundred houses over the course of three years. Yeah, we had a huge you know brick and mortar deal, and we were trying to get as many salespeople under us. We were trying to do the same model that we were just left. We, we just left. You know, it was a big wholesale shop. That but the nice thing about it was is that we not only learned um, the market that we're in now, which is small balance, low balance. Um, uh, homes, the real estate, but we learned that aspect because that was our entire uh, business was buying these low balance, uh, you know, underserved community homes that were, 
beat up. Yeah, handyman specials, rehabs, stuff that people are, you know, we're in, at the time we're investing in buy, fix, holds, buy, fix, sells. And the nice thing was, was that we had that in-house, we had a hard money lender. Okay. So we were able to connect the dots. So we were able to get an investor, say, let's first get you qualified with some money because we all know in real estate investing, you got to first, let's, let's get, get some the money. checkbook yep, ready. Let's get that checkbook ready. So we were able to, re- to understand the power of like independent money, right? Hard money lenders, let's just say, and how powerful back in 05, 06, 07, and 08, they, oh, it's still to today, it's still a tool utilized if, if utilized properly. Um, so we were able to then connect those dots, source the funds for these investors, and now let's go shopping for some investment properties. And as we know, Orlando, Florida was an epicenter of these, of good deals out there. Yeah. Uh, so we cut our teeth that way. What, you know? what, what year was this, by the way? This was... Um, we were 08 through the end of 11 and then sort of towards the end of 2011, we saw the, the big funds, you know, the black rocks and and everyone, they were coming in and they were just, they were going to the auction and paying over par over retail, over retail on houses. And TJ and I kind of looked at each other and said, I see the end of this big conglomerate, you know, the small, I think somebody can go in there and go in and still do the wholesale game, especially if, 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 if you're running, you know, a smaller shop. But the nationwide thing was, it was just getting tougher for us. And so we wanted to maybe not have the employees working for us anymore, stuff like that. So we sold off our part of the company to our third partner at the end of 11 and started just doing the buy, fix and hold and buy, fix, uh, flip for ourselves and um, shortly into 12 in March, we um, one of the REO agents, the bank agents that we were working with, who gave us a ton of houses, said, "Hey, are you guys interested in buying a mortgage note?" Yeah, we kind of we kind of tripped over. Yeah, a mortgage we, note. we stepped in a big steamy pile of mortgage notes without even knowing it, and we said, "Yeah." So we did our first deal was a frame duplex in Winter Garden, Florida. I'll never forget it. The debt on it was ninety thousand dollars. And we bought it. For, uh, we offered him eight thousand dollars. And the the agent we're saying the debt too. The, the the mortgage. The mortgage on it. The debt. The note was ninety thousand. Okay. I told the agent. I was like, "Look, look, we're gonna offer him eight thousand. And his, you know, he's got all flustered. Though they're never gonna take that. You got. Well, why was there an agent involved? You were just buying the note, right? We were just buying the note. So he was an REO agent, and he and he did he worked for this particular fund that would liquidate assets. So whenever they got you know, back a bank home or REO, they took it back. They would call him to do the listing. So he would list the property, but then he could also sell the note on the, mor- on the no. mortgage. He, he, this one wasn't the, um, he did all their REOs, their foreclosures. He would list them. He had an asset manager call him and say, do you have anyone that would buy a mortgage note? Okay. Okay. And so that he reached out to us because he knew he's like, look, you got you guys are the only ones that have this sort of risk tolerance or are looking down the road to do stuff like this. And so he wasn't selling the house. He was actually he said, you know, they want to sell a note. Do you want to buy it? And I was like, we'll definitely take yeah, a look just, at it. He wasn't even in the note business. He just no. had this guy come he to him and say, hey, you know, like, hey, Joe, do you know somebody that's interested in a, uh, you know, investing in a, uh, you know, portable storage. He worked place. for and Remax like, yeah, or something. Yeah, he worked for Remax. Yeah, or something. that's not your deal. But you're like, oh, I got a big network. I'll go and ask somebody. So that's kind of like, you know, how that happened. And, and it, it just happened chance by it. by chance. We kind of got into it, and you know, we wound up buying that loan for eighty four hundred dollars. And was worth. 50, fifty or sixty. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. It was beat up, but you know, we got the house back. 
quickly via what's called a deed in lieu of foreclosure. And we can kind of unpack that later on. It's just a quick way to get the house and um, had it listed on the MLS and sold it for like 38,000 or 20, 28, 38,000, something like that. And did it all within like 14 to 20 days, something like and, that. And I think I looked over at Rick and his, the hair he had at the time was on fire. <laughs> uh, he was going, did, what just happened? Did we we just, because, you know, Joe, you just said at the beginning, mortgage notes are like confusing, right? There's a lot of different disciplines to learn and stuff like that, but we'll break it down to where it's really not all that much of a pivot. But yeah. we just, we navigated this and by happen chance, we, we made it out unscathed. Didn't step on any landmines. And that was the spark that said, we want to put all, all of our time into this and go directly into mortgage notes now. Hmm. We just want to put all of our, all of our eggs in this basket and, um, and really learn about it. And that's when we decided to go, let's get some education. We looked out at, you know, different things, started to call around. And that's where we kind of, um, yeah. we, we saw note school as, as Eddie Speed was a mentor of ours. We, were, it's actually, we actually did it like a handful of notes. And then that following year, we went to Dallas for the Five Star Conference looking for mortgage notes and bumped into Eddie Speed there and heard him give his talk and said, hey, we're going we're gonna to have a three-day class in Fort Lauderdale next month. And TJ and I said, well, we got to go. So we went and got some education. And I would tell, first of all, I would tell anybody who's getting in there, get some sort of education up front because it, it is a little sticky. It's a, you know, if you have a real estate background, you can certainly, you're a, you're a leg up on somebody who doesn't. Yeah, we'll, and we'll kind of, we'll, we'll unpack that too to show yeah, why, yeah. The, why that pivot is not such a huge pivot when you understand what really goes into it as a, as a real estate investor and why it's a good uh, diversification you know, diverse, diversification play for that real estate investor. Good. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where, where we're at now, you know, and, and now we went and raised some money, private yeah. money and $6 million later from, from a few investors. We, uh, you know, we've, we're into a hundred something plus mortgage notes nationwide. And now we're scaling up to do our first reg regulation, a plus offering, which, which is basically just saying you can raise capital. The yeah, SEC says you can raise capital from, uh, accredited, accredited and non-accredited yeah. investors, which accredited is, you know, nice. you're, you're, you know who you are and yeah, yeah. Uh, unaccredited are the ones that really make this country turn in my, my opinion, and yeah. they need to be involved in stuff. And the jobs act allowed us to do this with reggae plus. And now we're off to the races, man. And here we are with you and we're ready to, um, to try to make some changes in the investment space for some people. Nice. Nice. Very good. So, you know, you started getting into this then when, a lot of investors were out there buying houses because they could get them so cheap. I was just reading a blog the other day from somebody in Denver and he was reminiscing on the good old days, right? In 2012, 2013, maybe even 2014, when he could buy properties in Denver that cash flowed, right? Oh my God. So, and now, you know, he hasn't bought anything there in three or four years because the prices are just going crazy. But, uh, you know, so when and other people are buying rentals or they're 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 flipping again, you guys are in notes. So can you guys talk a little bit about why you like the note business better than actually owning the property or um, flipping houses? Yeah. Well, I can say this: it's not that we like it better than 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 um, the real estate play because really, like we were saying earlier, it's not that big of a pivot from um, the real estate. But um, and there's also at the end of the day, there's there's a chance that you're going to wind up with the real estate. There's owning a, the real there's estate. There's a big time chance. With yeah. 
circumstance that, that we deal with. But, um, but that idea of the mortgage note, what really attracted us to it was the, the, diff, the different exit strategies that you could offer. From the beginning was right away to get a great way to get real estate. And if you're an inv- a real estate investor right now, and this is Joe a way, this probably, is a way yeah. to buy 2012 houses yeah. right now. Joe, Prices your, for 2012, yeah. you, can, you can still buy assets at, hmm. at 50 cents or even, you know, we have one that we just purchased not long ago. You know, we, we maybe bought it for 85000 and it's worth hundred or 220000 in Tampa, Florida. So you were able to tap into pricing that's almost like a time machine, like 2012 pricing. You're going to have to do a little work probably within there. But your margin is so good that you can't, it's almost like you, you should be doing this. You know what I forgot to kind of say too was when you're buying these, these uh, mortgage notes and you're going into it for just the real estate, um, like you were saying, the spreads are what it was. Yeah. Oh, the spreads are huge. That's what the big, the big attraction is, is the spreads. Yeah. On top of the multiple exit strategies, that is, that is fantastic. And you're diversifying certainly across, while it's the same asset class, different exits. But the, the, the margins that you can start buying on, it's just like you're buying you know, right so, after the, the So the like as, an, as all of us and all your listeners might have realized, they're real estate investors. I would say a majority of them that are listening to your podcast or and most of the people we talk to are real estate investors that are coming into the mortgage note space. Yeah. They understand the power of an REO agent that they used to have. Right. Boy, did I want to be an REO agent with 20, what did with we 20 30 I asks, wish we were asks. the bank. Right. And I so wish we were the bank. It really, the, a lot huh. of the time, you'll see a lot of people that are educating people in the mortgage note space as it's becoming more and more prevalent is they're saying, become the bank, be the bank. Because as when you own them, that debt, follow the money, they always say, you control that asset. And if it's a vacant house that has been sitting there for five years, mm-hmm. and it's just been in the, pur- I like to call it the purgatory of the, of, of the debt space, yeah. in that this, in this, in this inventory here is not to the real estate stage yet, where it can even be bought by an investor. It's sitting in a community causing decay. What is it? There's, there's, I think the last one I heard from some of the talking, you know, the gurus and stuff, um, just this past, I think it was October, November, there's something like $300 billion in untouched defaulted mortgages that have just been stuck in credit default swaps and stuff like that. They just have never been worked and never been touched. So, and they're selling stuff off at around, the, and by say they, I mean the big banks and you know the GSEs at around thirty to forty billion per year. So you do that if you just dummy math on that one, you're looking at eight to ten years of inventory. If we have no more crashes wow. and people, and we do no more well, defaults, and that's, and that's just the GSEs. And I, I, I know. I was just, just running running numbers on like Distress Pro, which is a company that does like bank analytics, right? Yeah. And there's like three, four hundred thousand non-performing, like 30, 60, 90 day lates. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, those are the ones that are reported. So we're talking a lot of like, if your business is buying homes that are 200,000 and below, and you're buying your place to buy them, fix them and flip them or put renters in them or do whatever you do with owner, if you want to owner finance them, everybody's wondering where is the shadow inventory? And there's the big, big, huge problem is the affordable housing issue. Well, we just had a let me just say something, an Excel spreadsheet with like a thousand, this is from one person, a thousand small balance mortgage notes that are all attached to houses that are $150,000 and below. 
sent to us by one person. There's a thousand homes there that can be revitalized and re-put back and reactivated, we like to call back into that market, where now there's some affordable housing available and you don't have to go crazy with the rent because you're not into it. You know, your, your price into it is a lot, a lot less. So there's a lot for those investors out there that are looking at something to get inventory, become the bank is what mm-hmm. they like to say. And you can diversify and really get into mortgage notes and have an access to some inventory that's, um, sure. that's not available. Yet. And you see, yeah, and you start running into your high double when, you know, when you're buying the smaller balance stuff at such a discount, you know, when you're paying $12,000, for an asset and the market rent in the area is eight ninety five. I think all of your if you're in the you know real estate investing, you run your numbers on that. You know, if you put fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand into it, you're still hitting that twenty percent mark on your return, cash on cash, which is I mean, ears are probably perking up right mm-hmm. now. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Okay, um I like the phrase being the bank. You know, becoming the bank because it is, uh, it, it, you have more control. Isn't that right? Yeah. Oh, if, if you're controlling that money, that debt, that note, that's everything. It, it, one of the great things about being the bank is a lot of these borrowers, whenever their loan is sold, and their loans are sold for, I've seen loans sold three times in one day. Literally, they just get passed around, stuff like that. They, they get sold so often. These borrowers, a lot of them want to keep their house. So you may be able to buy $100,000 in debt for twenty grand, and you wind up that you've got a borrower in there who wants to stay and pay. They maybe have three or four grand set aside to give you to get caught up, and they're just looking for somebody to go ahead and say, here – We'll cut you, you know, we'll we'll talk to you, we'll work with you, unlike the big banks who are not really set up to handle defaulted mortgages. They just weren't do it, no fault of their own. But this allows you to get in there and you can make an impact on somebody's life and say, here, let me you want to keep your house, right? I'm and everybody wants to keep their home. Not many people we come in run into, not many of the borrowers are like, here, take it. They're scared. They're like, Yes, I want to keep my house. Will you please work with me? And you're able to say, Yeah, I'll work with you. And you can set them up on a payment. And then you don't necessarily own the house, which means you don't have to turn the wrenches. You don't have to replace the toilets. But you're still getting the benefit of that cash flow. And yeah. a lot of times, one of the ways that we are able to lower people's payments is maybe by extending it out and restarting the loan. Well, all mortgages are front-end loaded with interest. So you can collect five years of payments and not really affect the principal balance on the mortgage. So there's a becoming the bank... You nailed it. It is a great phrase and it is, you know, it's a, it's a good way to invest. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, banks are not in the business of managing property. They're in it. They're, they want to get recapitalized. They want their money back because they make their money off lending. They make their money off of fees. And that's how a bank is structured. And they were over in a, they were over, what's the word I'm looking for? In, in, inundated. Over yeah. inundated yeah. With, with, with inventory when, when the crash happened in, in a way. And that's why you see like, troubled asset relief program come out and the government says, yeah, we'll buy all those troubled assets from you because the banks don't want to be in it. So you're in a good position to come in and save the day too, like Rick was saying with these borrowers and you are the hero. Um, And at the same time, you're not only a hero, but you're able to, because the discount you're able to buy it, you're able to yield a 12, 15, 20, 25% yield on your money with a, with a market right now that we see the middle class is totally needs in a self-directed market is is income 
they passive passive cash flow. They want sure. that cash flow, and so it, there's a really nice tie-in with what the market is actually looking for right now. Yeah, you have this these yield hungry sort of like maybe self-directed IRA people who yeah. are looking for that passive cash flow, and then you have all these assets sitting over here on the sideline that once you get them performing, it's just there's two tidal waves like just barreling at each other, ready to collide. And it's, uh, I'm real excited for what's, what's coming up in the yeah, next well, five years. Well, without going yeah. too far down the rabbit hole, oh, which, can... we, which we do, but at the same time, it really, it, it's just looking at, um, we got into the, from mortgage, from investing because it wasn't that far of a pivot. The disciplines were in that different because we used to buy a home, fix it, add value to it and sell it. Now we're buying broken mortgage notes. That's all we're doing is buying broken mortgage notes, which basically means instead of swinging a hammer and putting on a new roof, you're um, going back into that mortgage and you're recreating like the collateral, which is the main package of the mortgage note, meaning there's the assignment, assignment of mortgages in there. All that type of stuff needs to be put back together. And then once you okay. do that, you fix that mortgage note. Now you have a, an asset, a mortgage note that's fixed up and you can either flip that because you just value added it to an investor looking to take it for the longer run or you can um, hold on to it for your own portfolio and um, and work with it from that aspect so it the difference so yep. if somebody listening to this has a uh, hundred grand 50 grand let's say in the self-directed IRA or let's say it's a normal IRA you probably help them get redirected redirected into a self-directed IRA I think yeah. I said that right. So, the, you know, they have 50 grand to invest. They're they're curious in these notes. How does that work? Do you help them find the notes? Do you give them the notes to invest in or buy from you or buy from somebody else? How does that work? Well, we have assets for sale and that's actually what um so Cloud Capital is kind of that's where we do our investing from that manages the investment funds, but we created a um we saw a, a demand and a need for an online marketplace where that exact investor you're talking about is like, where can I go look at mortgage notes or where can I buy mortgage notes? And how can, because it's a scary business, how can I do it safely in a transparent environment? And that's kind of where, um, where Paperstack was born. It's an online marketplace for people to go in there and, and look at mortgage notes, buy, sell mortgage notes. And for us, it kind of gives... You know, our mission with that is a, is a way to take this giant pool or this giant market of untouched inventory and where these borrowers are being just underserved. And it's a way to disperse these assets out to somebody who has a self-directed IRA, who can handle these borrowers, who can get in there and they've got a vested interest and they can go ahead and start, start turning, um, turning the tide. They can start rebuilding the fabric of, you know, the country with getting these borrowers back on their feet, getting them paying, and at the same time creating passive income. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the paper stack uh, technology, there was never, the problem is, is what we saw over the six years, I would say, we're almost on six years of being in the mortgage note space, basically diving in headfirst and constantly researching, educating ourselves, being at conferences that are around mortgage notes, mortgages, re, just diving ourselves wholeheartedly into this for the last six years. We've seen so many investors that are sitting there liking it, sitting on the sidelines and not making the move. And the reason why is there's so much uncertainty as to what to do. And it seems very scary. There's a lot of moving parts. So really paper stack, what it really is, if you break it down as a system and a process that okay. was, that's more standardized for those investors that are scared of doing stuff, it dots the I's and crosses the T's for them. 
because is there going, is there an education component in paperstack.com as well? No, there's not. We have noteforceacademy.com, which is it's basically it's actually it's a wholesaling course for mortgage notes and it takes you front to back. It's like 97 bucks. It's it's really cheap and the amount of stuff we have in there, it's like 40 or 50 videos, documents, what you need. It's basically like the starting point. All right, so the- that that website is noteforceacademy.com, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. $97. Okay, cool. It's 97 bucks, but that that'll get you in there and it'll it'll run you front to back on, hey, what's a mortgage note? What's one look like? Yeah, it'll get you in that conversation. How do things flow? What's a process? And it, you know, it goes front to back on starting with that, then to talking about how to market these things, who to market them to, how to get paid, how to secure your spot in a deal, kind of the stuff that, you know, we were curious about having had some sort of background in, you know, in real estate and in sourcing properties for other investors. I, we had a grasp on that, but there's the, the real technical side that most people you don't, and it's tough to make that jump. But we said, and we do it because we want people to bring us assets to buy through our fund and we want people to liquidate our assets. Help yeah. us do that. So, it, I mean, it is people, well, why would you do it for so cheap or why would you give it away? Well, there's, there's another benefit for us in there. Um, so that's the education component. There are talks of down the road on Paperstack having sort of a, a simulator that would allow you to do it. But that, that's, I, don't, I almost hesitate to say it because that's so far yeah, down but the it, road. It really was born out of that system or process was born out of, like your listeners are probably wondering, and like you, why is this so hard? And why is there no technology that goes along with it? That's what was our question five years ago when, when we started really diving into notes and going, holy cow, we just bought 10 notes and we just realized we didn't get the proper insurance for the last six months on it. Why oh didn't gosh. anybody tell you know, I mean, it's like with today's technology, why wasn't there something in there that said, first do this, then do this, and then do this. And you can't go to go to chapter 10 unless you do chapter one through nine first, right? So we're trying to make it because not everybody's going to do this full time, right? So they don't have that time. So let's, let's, I don't want to call people dummies, but I was a dummy and I needed something that was going to be a dummy proof system to mm-hmm. me. That's just how I operate. I like, like, tell me what to do here, this, 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 and this. And give me um, the recipe. Yeah, give me, give me, give the, me recipe. the recipe. So that's really what paper stack, and we hope people can go that. That's paper stack without a K at the end. That's just a C. Yeah. That's and the one, the interface is, is awesome and the communication is great between buyer and seller. It's everything that we wanted and the trenches that we've been in for the last six years. Our pain points are all why this was developed. And then we said, hmm, not only are we going to use this for our fund as we're scaling now, but this is a great product to bring out to the retail investor, to the retail side that, geez, everybody should be able to utilize this. And that's kind of where we're at now with, uh, with Paperstack. Nice. And again, that website is P-A-P-E-R, paper, stack, S-T-A-C, dot com, no K, paperstack.com. Yep. And there's a, a demo on there. And if anybody really wanted a one-on-one demo or one of the, yeah, one of the talk, there's uh, you can access us. We have a, a little button at the bottom where Brett will pop up. And if you want to ask questions and, you know, we've done, we've had many a phone call and live demos with, you know, one-off investors up to institutional guys. Nice. Well, you know the power of good technology, right, Joe? I mean, you taught us five years, six years ago from the program of like how just the understanding of it, that it's not so scary and you can utilize these other things that seem confusing and how, what that can do to skyrocket a uh, to investors' businesses. I mean, yeah. just that technology you shared with us skyrocketed us. And uh, 
Now, the same thing is we hope that this paper stack interface, it's user-friendly to where people can use these, these like intercom, just for instance, yeah. which is like crazy. People like, I don't even know about that stuff, but we hope to introduce them to that and make it not so scary. Well, I want to um, ask you guys a few things here because we've got uh, just a little bit of time left. The... Um, I want to ask you one more question about what you see in the future. And I want to, we're going to give away a couple bonuses to people who are listening to this podcast and are interested in getting more information. You've graciously allowed us to give away a wholesaling mortgage notes blueprint and mm-hmm. explain what that is real quick. It's going to go at a high level, the details of what we see and use on a daily basis of how to buy flip and just flip these mortgage notes out. It's, it's how, the process we would love to see when people are bringing them to us and how we found it useful in, in getting these notes out there. So, you know, it, it gives you kind of a high level and dives down a little bit, not, you know, not obviously a ton, but it, it'll give you, give you a high level and kind of give somebody who's the, the self, uh, the self starter, the go getter. who's like, look, I'm going to, I can figure this out and jump in there. Nice. And then you also have a calculator, a note grader calculator. Explain what that is here. You know, one of the biggest things is like when you're valuing a property, it's fairly easy. You get in there, you can kind of figure out what's the value on a property minus how much do I need to put into the property. Gives you sort of a target buy price or it can can give you a, a, you know, maybe a grade or a handyman special or, you know, whoever is flipping properties, you know, that it's like, this is an A property or this is maybe a B, C property because I'm going to have to do a little more work. The note grader it basically takes in and outlines like the major um, things that you'll find wrong with a note when you're running your due diligence. And it'll, it'll kind of allow you to check boxes and it'll spit out a grade for a note. So that way you have an idea of when you're presenting this to an, um, an investor to buy, if you're flipping or wholesaling them, you know how to say, look, here's what's wrong with it. Here's how you fix it. And it's just a, it's a quick calculator that we've used to help us and help people that we're training identify some of the defaults in a note and give and kind of put, if you quote, will or will not a value on the note via a letter grade. Yeah, yeah. This is real nice. I'm looking at it. Some of the questions are, you know, are the documents originals? Are the taxes current? Um, yeah. Is the property free from blight? Is the note less than five years delinquent? Is the asset still in first lien position? Are you the only judgment on the property, et cetera? And those are weighted differently, correct? Yes, they're, they're, it's a weighted uh, it's a weighted formula in there, and it'll kind of because there's some things you know if the if the taxes aren't current, that's okay. I mean, most of the stuff we buy, the taxes aren't current. You just figure it into your bid price, but it, it allows you to kind of get an idea on there. Now, if the tax deed was sold. That's a whole other show. That's a whole other. That's a whole other show, exactly. Yeah, because that that whole tax deed and tax certificate, what the difference is and stuff like that. But you know, that's going down into um, when you're doing that. You're start, that's drilling down into the due diligence and that stuff. That um, you're you're either going to get experience by paying for it, or you're going to get it by going in and doing it. So that's a whole section in that ninety-seven buck course. So the website to get the blueprint. The wholesaling mortgage note blueprint and the calculator, the note grader calculator. I'm going to give you guys a link right now, and you can get this in the show notes. But it are it's reimpodcast.com slash notes. R-E-I-M for real estate investing mastery. Podcast.com slash notes, and that'll redirect you to a page where you can get those two free bonuses. I want to 
want to ask you guys, what do you see Rick and TJ as the future over the next one or two years for the housing market in general and also specifically for notes? Do you want to feel it or? Specifically, well, I can just kind of tell you what I'm, what I'm looking at, which is going to be disruption in, in, um, and there's going to be opportunity in the um, real estate spaces is like a distributed ledger technology cryptocurrencies and how they're going to play a role in not only facilitating transfers of title and where the niches are going to actually be kind of flushed out from there and you know how you can actually create businesses based and revolved around that and how everything's going towards digital which will make it a lot easier for every type of investor to invest because it's going to be more clear and cut but um, you know in, in one ask I just w- would say is that we really are looking at like our, our, our message for our company is, you know, connecting money with meaning. We, we, we manage our company around impact and uh, returns. And we realize that you don't have to sacrifice one for the other. So we just want to encourage more stakeholders out there that are out there in the space to not only one, you can make a lot of money and also in, the, in, in, in turn, do something impactful. And with real estate, it's a huge thing to look at it through that lens. Yes, there's a great return, but you're also, let's say, fixing a home. And what are you able to do to that community for it? So just to be able to aware that you are making an impact and you're not, it's no longer like the investor is like the vulture just looking for money. No. You know, it's, it's um, you know, encourage more stakeholders out there that you can connect that money with meaning, make some meaningful investments. And- yeah. And when you start, uh, kind of start diving down and start stopping and taking a breath and looking at the impact you make. It goes so far. There's such it's such a ripple effect that you look at. You know, when somebody starts paying their mortgage and the taxes are getting paid, what does that do for that specific community for the school system? What does it do when somebody you for know your, for your investment for your investment? That's in that yeah. Just so. it's just the impact is huge, and so I think that is you know touching on what he said. I think we're seeing a huge trend up in companies kind of going towards that impact investment. Mm-hmm. And the real estate market is no different. It is going towards that impact investment, creating sustainable, affordable housing. Well, also one other thing, and I know we kind of kind of cut this off, but it's the availability of capital and the availability of being able to raise funds uh, in a fund type type atmosphere. With the Jobs Act, look into that and what Regulation A plus is able to do, along with different fund structures that they're allowing now smaller time investors the ability to get into elusive asset classes to where in the past only the one percenters of the Wall Street elites could get into them. For sure. I think that's a huge, a huge point. You just hit it out of the park and hit the nail on the head with that one is this opening up a fund initially you had to be sort of you had to market to accredited investors. And if if you don't know what accredited investor is, you're not one. <laughs> Basically that's how I say it. If you don't know what it is, you're not one and this wouldn't be available to you. With this regulation A plus that we're doing uh, to tier two, we're able to go and take an investment from somebody as small as two hundred dollars. That's, I mean, that really provides somebody with that. With it, it provides not we're not only fixing the housing issue with the low to middle uh, middle class, but we're also double edged sword. We're able to provide an investment opportunity to somebody who would never be able to take advantage of like a hockey stick type um, growth curve because usually that that market capital is already by the time it becomes public, it, that's already gone. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very bullish on the future for real estate and in um, the mortgage note space just because I see a leveling of the playing field. Um, yeah. 
for everybody to start to participate in through technology that eventually people aren't going to all be scared of it. And the huge transfer in wealth with the millennial generation coming into 30 to $60 trillion over the next certain amount of years, they're going to be the biggest. Who, um, who if I'm, you know, you'll echo this, it, their, uh, their investment are, are, yeah, are they're underpinned. Their, their investment impact. thesis is, is an impact, but also a return. They understand that you can also do impact and, and return. So really just look towards the technology to be able to help you out and, and look at the different asset classes that in the past were not available to you. And, uh, and there's going to be a lot of more money available uh, to people if uh, they put the vehicles in place um, that in the past just right wouldn't be there. And we all know the money is what makes it you got to have the money to invest in the, the small little two one rental. You got to yeah. have to invest in the in the shopping mall. It's just going to become easier, I think, for people to look at it. And don't be afraid of the technology. Yeah. Okay. And so, just to summarize, what you see in the market as far as the housing market direction in a in in, in a big macro sense, do you see it st- keep on continuing to go up? Uh, what kind of and another question I have maybe is um, what kind of impact do you see this latest tax bill? on what you guys are doing? I, I think you're, um, you know, touching on the, first I guess we'll touch on the, the I think that, that you're going to see a more normalized growth rate. Uh-huh. I don't, you're not going to see, I just don't think it's not sustainable to see that those giant 10 to 15% jumps annualized. Yeah, and I can tell you this with the tax, the new tax break. Okay. There's a, there's a drop in corporate tax rates from 35% to 21%. Some of the, and if you're in the low income and you're investing in smaller homes, okay, the, the huge source of developers and builders and stuff, their money was coming from these low income housing tax credits, which now, since a corporate tax is taken from 35% to 21%, these corporations are not, there's a 14% change in equity there to where these huge corporations aren't going to be purchasing are selling a lot of these income ha- low-income housing tax credits anymore. So there's going to be a huge gap in the amount of capital that's needed to make the, the, the smaller investor, like the, the low-income housing communities, thrive because they're not going to need that tax break anymore. So that capital is going to be kind of diverted, you know, diverted by the wayside. So that's one interesting trend where yeah. huge market opportunity there to put some capital into a place to where big developers and, and home builders would generally take advantage of, but they're not going to get that. Um, they're not going to be able to get that capital funded to them anymore because of the lack, because of the drop in the sales of these low income housing tax credits that these big corporations were needing to, to, uh, you know, hedge off their, their huge tax um, burdens. burdens. Yeah. And, and another thing I saw with that tax break is that there's going to be a, um, a really interesting uh, it play on the capital gains taxes and how you can allocate them into almost like a 1031 exchange. And I don't, I just read about this to where you're able to take those capital gains and that by no means I'm giving tax advice, please. I do not, you know, look into yourself, but you're able to take those, um, those capital gains uh, taxes. And if you divert them into uh, let's just say a opportunity fund is what they call them um, into a lower income housing area you're able to divert those um, those gains on your uh, on your capital gains. So um, there's a lot of lot of lot of shakeup. But I'm caveat caveat. Very- t- talk to your attorney and uh, <laughs> your tax accountant. Want to yeah. throw that? One yeah, taxes scare the crap out of me, and I, I really I. But you know, obviously, anybody that's in the business world 
small or large is like, wow, we're paying a lot in taxes and how can we pay? Uh, how can we get, we get you know, more for our, for our money? But I'm bullish on the real estate market, man. I'm, I'm always thinking it's not going to go up insane, but put yourself in a position to take advantage of both, both, both areas. The real estate that you're bullish on real estate market as it's developing into these new sort of, uh, you know, blockchain distributed ledger, stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just to, to, it's just going to level the playing field for uh, for everybody. But I don't think there's going to be some crazy growth I don't uh, that's going to um, let hockey stick and then you know go all the way up there. And it's just going to. I think that I think the crazy growth is going to not necessarily come within the real estate market, but the businesses, opportunities that are developing, the services maybe or stuff that the the technology companies. Oh, how that's, how real yeah, estate that's where that that's where that huge opportunity that revolves around real estate. So what is, is it right in. now, Joe? Six percent is an annual growth rate of real estate has been going up. It's around. Um, I'd say average across the country, yeah. So you know, I mean, that's to me that's sustainable. And if you know you're investing with a with a um, upfront, you're getting a discount upfront. That should be enough to work with and get off the idea that you're going to be doing back what you were doing in. 06 and 07, right? Yeah. I mean, That's, there's so many people hanging on to their high school quarterback years. Wow. That, man, I could, you know, I could, if I could go back to the high school, it's like, no, but that's not the position we're in right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So cool guys. What would you give as some advice to somebody listening to this um, who wants to get into the note business, maybe learning more about what you guys do and how they can start investing some of their own capital. How can they, what, what advice can you give to them and how can they get a hold of you guys? Um, advice, I would say, is just get some education, some, something, learn about it, research, be a reader, get on the, uh, the news outlets that revolve around this stuff. I mean, TJ is, uh, you know, blessed because he, he, he reads, a, I read, but not as much as he, he does. I think he probably spends most hours of his night re- reading, but get some education, do some research, you know, look at whether it's No Force Academy or, or Eddie Speed or, you know, some of the other ones out there, just start diving in and submersing yourself. If, even if it's part-time, just to start becoming familiar with the terms, that, you know, the nomenclature that goes along with this business and, and how, how this business actually works. And, and don't be afraid because it, there's a lot of parallels between if you're a real estate investor, you know, there's some other disciplines you need to learn, but it's not a difficult pivot to make. And maybe not even a pivot, but... Um, an addition to diversify what you're doing and add, maybe it's just adding another way that you're buying houses at a, at a bigger discount. Well, you're understanding the whole process of yeah. getting into the mortgage note business. So you're more able, if your main business, 90% of your portfolio is real estate, now you really know how you actually came to owning that real estate even better. So and you're able to advise future investors that maybe you're mentoring or somebody else on this very interesting subject of it's such a scary thing to talk about. Like who that, what, what's a mortgage? What's a, what, I mean, it's just like, nobody knows really what the hell they were buying you right. know, or, or borrowing. And it also, then. the more you educate yourself and the more you start connecting the dots between, you know, the finance side and then the real estate side, when certain opportunities come along, you're going to see those opportunities when you may have not seen them with only, you know, having some tunnel vision into just the real estate. And I can't say enough with today's day and age, you can sit in your underwear at 12 o'clock and then more, you know, one in the morning and go on to bigger pockets, go on to like LinkedIn, just type in some keywords, man, and get in some conversations. Mm. It doesn't have to be like go knocking on their door. I no. mean, there are so many people out there. Yeah. That these sites have liberated them to be able to say, man, we love, I love to teach too, Joe, like you said, 
they love to teach. They just never, they're not the people that are going to go out, rent a hall and, and, you know, get a 50 people to sit in front of them, but they are full of knowledge. And I've gone to CEOs of like, you know, getting paid tens of millions of dollars and through LinkedIn, I've messaged them. Then they've messaged me back about stuff. I mean, you have to just get in there and use all those sites that are out there. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you promote the, all those sites, Joe, and like go in bigger pocket, go on this LinkedIn, just type in mortgage notes or who's investing in mortgages. Yeah. And believe me, it's uh, there is so much information out there for free, by the way, that mm-hmm. you can for free, yeah. for free that it, in, it, and if it's for you, you'll kind of say, hmm, this is for me. And if not, at least you kind of, realized and did your research but um that's the ask that i have of people is just go out there and start yeah. diving in and asking some people some questions ask ask good questions yeah. i think if you if you ask good questions to the right people doors just magically open and us of course you yeah, yeah reach if you re- reach out to us you can i mean you can get us at rick at um cloudcapitalmanagement.com or tj at cloudcapitalmanagement.com and you know shoot us an email yeah. Chat. yeah, we're going to be scaling here, putting our fund together, but hopefully Q1 end of uh, this year, Q1 18, we'll be doing our, our, our second fund, which is going to be a reg A plus fund. So passive investors can invest in that if they want. Um, and if not, we have the paper stack site, the whole loan trader stuff where they can come in and buy, buy single loans through, through paper stack and, and things like that. So nice. So what uh, I just Googled cloud capital management. Do you have is do you have another site? Because this one wasn't yours. It redirected to. Let me see. Did it go oh, to no, it's working. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you can obviously check us out also on Paperstack, yeah. where if you want to look at, at mortgage notes, go to paperstack.com. Um, once again, P-A-P-E-R-S-T-A-C.com. And then if you wanted to, you know, if cloudcapitalmanagement.com is too much to type out, you can get us at. Rick at Paperstack or TJ at Paperstack. Yeah, did, did, I, I, caveat, did that cloud capital manage? We're, we're, we're currently working on it because we're, we're tying it in with our with our fund. I, I see that I just pulled it up. It did come up. There's like a connecting money with meaning deal. Kind of gives our. Yeah. Old. So like uh, <laughs> I could tell you if uh, I could show you, I'll just send you a video of what I clicked because I I went to a page not found error from Google and then I clicked on home and it took me somewhere weird. Okay. But I'll show you. I'll send you guys a little video. But hey, guys, thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Again, guys, if you want um, Rick's and TJ's Wholesaling Mortgage Notes Blueprint and his note, their note grader calculator, go to this website, reimpodcast.com slash notes, reim dot, I'm sorry, reimpodcast.com slash notes. And you guys also have that academy we talked about. I think you said it was $97 at noteforceacademy.com. That's it. Your paper stack software, which is pretty amazing. You guys just go there and watch the video on the first page. It explains what it is really simply. Paperstack.com. Stack does not have a K. It's S-T-A-C.com. Appreciate you guys being on the show. Thank you so much. Joe, man, we really appreciate it. It was good to reconnect again after, you know, five years. And (laughs) it was was good. So we look forward to, uh, you know, hopefully, I don't know if, if you're not doing that course anymore, you need to put it back up there. For people to, to take advantage of because that thing was great. Well, you know, I just did – thanks for the the invitation to do a plug. <laughs> uh, I just did a course recently called Easy Outsourcing 101. And um, it, right now I just went to the website. It's down, but I'll get it back up. Uh, Easy Outsourcing 101. And uh, it's a simple course we created. I think it was either 97 bucks or 197 Just talking about uh, getting in high, finding, hiring, and training virtual assistants. 
So check that out and um, if you're interested. But hey, Rick and TJ, thanks again. Guys, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com to see the show notes on this episode. Uh, just look up Rick or TJ and you will find uh, the you'll find the podcast in the search bar there. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Thanks again, guys. Yep. Have a good one, Joe. All right. Bye-bye.